Good morning and welcome to Talking Green, a four-part podcast series in partnership with Nedbank Commercial Banking. My name is Paul Herman, editor at the AdSpace Studio, and with me today we have Ayaka Melitafa, a climate justice activist who's 21 years old and sits on the Presidential Climate Commission. Ayaka is the youngest commissioner on the PCC and is a public representative of the African Climate Alliance, a youth-led climate advocacy group. She's going to talk to us today about the importance of this issue to young people and what businesses need to know about their future customers' views on the climate. Ayaka, lovely to have you today. Thank you for having me. So you have a very interesting story. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into climate advocacy and onto the Presidential Climate Commission? Um, Well, um, it's so complicated when I tell the story because I've told it so many times, but every time I tell it, it seems like something different comes out more strongly. Um, So I basically joined the climate change space when I got personally affected by the day zero drought here in Cape Town. Um, And it severely affected my community, my family, especially my mom, because she was a small scale farmer in the Eastern Cape and they also got affected um, by the drought. So um, just me finding out how much my family was actually affected lit a fire in me to actually go out there and do something about it. Um, Climate change was a very foreign concept. Um, I knew nothing about it. Um, But at school, I joined an environmental program called Project 90 by 2030, where they taught us about climate change, but not only the doom and gloom and we're all going to die, global warming is real, but they actually taught us about solar energy and the solutions to climate change and how important it is for young people to actually lead this movement or be at the forefront. Um, And that's how I became an an active member of the organization. I was very outspoken, very passionate um, from the start. Um, I joined every protest that was available to me. Um, anything they needed a volunteer for, I was their person, <laughs> if I can put it that way. Um, and how I became um, the youth commissioner on the Presidential Climate Commission was during um, the South African State of the Nation address, um, but the day before they normally do it for young people so that we can voice out um, our grievances and our areas of um, um, focus, And that's when I brought up the topic about climate change. Um, I could tell that our president was quite surprised because a lot of us were talking about um, poverty, the employment rate in South Africa, um, and how much we felt like we were getting left behind by um, our country. But then I raised the issue of the environmental crisis that we're currently facing. Um, and then that really caught his attention. And I was very specific. I was very stern. I was very radical. Um, and then he then made a promise to the youth of Africa that he would make sure that no child is left behind in the just transition to a low carbon economy and society. Um, and then by a way of him honoring that promise is by making sure I was part of the Presidential Climate Commission representing youth. Wow, that's amazing. And it must have been written in the stars for you to to be noticed at at such a young age, but on something that you clearly are so passionate about. So what would you say is the number one priority for your generation when you are viewing this issue? Um, When it comes to climate change, a lot of people my age, it's something that we talk about quite often, is our worry for our future and the future of people, even generations behind us, if I can put it that way. Um, And we're quite in a space where we are stressing, but we're also trying to do something about it. Um, And the major thing that we're worried about is the corporations that are getting away with the destruction of our planet and the fact that it's not being taken as seriously as it should be taken. We know that um, 
five of the most emitting countries in the world, um, then they're not very committing. They're not committing, if I can put it that way, to their climate ambitions and climate goals. Um, and there's the thing about attending COPs and be hopeful about COP, but then there's always that pit in our stomach that this is just something that happens annually with no change and no difference. There's no real commitment. Um, and the thing that bothers us the most, if I can put it that way, is the urgency in addressing the climate crisis. We feel like we are not being taken as seriously as we'd like, even though we've seen a change in the past. So you mentioned a big part of what attracted to you this was the idea of it wasn't just doom and gloom, but there were also opportunities. So what does encourage you when you look at the climate issue today? And what encourages me is first and foremost the fact that it's led by young people and it's led by mostly young women. That's what I really love about the climate movement. Um, so that makes me know that my views are safe and protected. Um, and what gives me hope is that is the fact that there's so many opportunities that are presenting um, themselves in this climate space. You know, a lot of young people don't have to do mainstream um, work anymore or uh, like do the, 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 the normal things that us here in South Africa specifically, we see aren't working for us because we're not getting jobs and paid for them. So climate change has brought an opportunity for young people um, to, 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 to be entrepreneurs, um, to start their own businesses, to be um, thought provokers, thought leaders, to be um, young people with a voice standing up for what they believe in. So um, the opportunities I see in the climate space are quite vast. And the more young people learn about climate change, the more they can tap into those opportunities and be self-sustaining. And not only for themselves, but for their families, for the communities as well. So from a practical point of view, we're obviously trying to reach general listeners, but also businesses in South Africa. What would you like to see businesses doing more of in their efforts to become more sustainable or green? Um, the number one thing I would like to see businesses doing more of is, as I've said earlier, is to take climate change as a top emergency. So in the strict plans that we normally have at the beginning of the year, um, climate change should be at one of, like, one of the forefront issues, if I can put it that way, just to make sure that it's something that's prioritized because I feel like sometimes businesses can get away with the fact um, of not caring about the climate because they say that's not their area of focus. So if we can try to encourage businesses to incorporate climate change in the fiber of their being, that would be more um, sustainable because they would see it as something that's a priority and something that needs to be tackled. And when we say the term business, it's not only big corporations, it's, it's MMEs as well, like small, medium um, scale businesses as well, where that means um, it's tailors in our communities, it's women running spaza shops, it's um, literally people on the streets that have um, a business model and they're trying to create an income for their families. Um, and if we educate them as well about climate change and the opportunities in the climate space, they can even be more sustainable for themselves and actually make even more of a profit. So, yeah, that's what I believe. And are there any other areas or gaps where you feel the business community could also be more involved? Um, yes, I do believe so. More so the, the, the bigger businesses or the larger corporations is supporting smaller businesses and also supporting young activists that speak out about climate change because ultimately it's for the greater good of our society. Um, and a lot of young activists need support. They need financial backing. And we believe that um, big businesses will be able to do so. You know, it doesn't take a lot to support um, um, an activist. You know, they just need um, resources. They just need funding to travel to places 
like here today, you know, to be active, to be able to get themselves out of the pickle when they need to, and for them to be able to go out there and experience opportunities and speak about what they're passionate about without having financial limitations. So I feel like that's a gap business could really partake in, as well as advertising the issue of climate change. You know, businesses can do um, adverts for themselves. Um, so they can also incorporate climate change into those adverts, you know, to raise awareness about the issue and to show that they also care about climate change so that we can see that it's not just one person dealing with this on their own, but we can take a holistic approach where everyone is trying to do something to tackle this issue. So that's an interesting point that you raised there. Um, how would you like businesses to communicate their achievements or their, their goals or their climate strategies to the public more effectively? Um, that's a tricky one, you know, because there is a lot of people that feel like businesses tend to greenwash or not be forthcoming about what's really happening behind closed doors. So we would really love to like incorporate transparency, you know, if you can be public about your documents and what's happening on a day-to-day basis behind um, closed doors, that will make the public more open to receiving you. You know, that we have such a big digital platform um, right now in the world, and it's TikTok, you know. Employees are promoting things inside the business um, to people outside. That's one of the things that businesses can do um, to promote their businesses is showing a day in the life of a person working at that um, particular business. Being open and transparent, not only bombarding us with all the good and positive and advantages um, of, of the work they're doing, but also being just open and honest that today was a stressful day because one, two, three is happening, share their frustrations, you know, be open, be vulnerable so that people can start connecting with the people working inside the business, not just the business itself and what it looks like from the outside. So that's what's something that young people really connect to is that openness, that vulnerability, that relatableness, you know, and also we would like businesses to give us tips and tricks on how we can get in or get to the place that they are right now. You know, there's a lot of young people wanting to open their own businesses, but there's so much red tape. It seems impossible. They don't know where to start. But big businesses or medium businesses can like open that opportunity for young people to come learn from them. Show us tips and tricks on Internet. Um, write articles about that, you know, um, shared on the social media platforms on how businesses got to the place that they are so that we can learn from them and see that it's actually not as difficult as it seems from the outside. Does a business's sustainability efforts impact your decision in whether you use their products or you partner with them? 100%. 100%, especially for activists or just young people in general that are becoming conscious of the climate and the situation that we're in. We pay very close attention to um, um, the business's sustainability, you know. We see it all around the place. Like when a business promotes um, living green, um, using green products, upskilling, uh, no, sorry, upcycling, I mean, and being just environmentally sustainable, that encourages us people to actually support that business because we know that everything is ethically sourced. Um, there's no um, extreme labor behind it. Um, and it's it's benefiting the environment. So I think that's just a no-brainer that anyone or any young person um, that sees a business and sees this business as being ethical and sustainable and supports the climate movement, that we will 100% back them. So if you had the floor and you could leave a business leader or a business owner who is listening with one thought on this issue, what would that one thought be? I would like to say that I'm sure these business leaders have children, have sisters, have nieces, have daughters. 
And the question is not really a new question. It's a question that's been around for a long time in this climate movement is, are you content with the world that you're leaving to your children? Are you happy with the society and the things in place that are currently governing the world that you are going to pass on to your children? Are you leaving the world in a better place than you found it or worse off? And have you done something about that? In 30 seconds, maybe you can just give us in a nutshell what you're working on right now. Um, what's currently your passion? Uh, my passion project at the moment is called the Batupili Climate Justice um, Project, where we go around to schools around South Africa um, and educate young people about the opportunities in the climate change space um, and raise more awareness in schools, because I firmly believe that if we educate our young people in schools about climate change, which, believe it or not, the awareness is still very, very low, um, that we can gen change the trajectory of where they'll potentially study for university or the job that they, like, they will do and even spark a bit of entrepreneurship within themselves. So that's the project I'm currently working on. If you'd like me to come to your high school, please email me at pr at um, and I'll see what I can do. Thank you so much, Ayaka, for joining us today. Your passion really shines through. So thank you so much for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for tuning into Talking Green, a four-part podcast series on business sustainability in partnership with NetBank Commercial Banking. My name is Paul Herman. Thank you and tune in next week for more.